I mean, God. first of all, first of all, name, name the most incredible movie of all time. Not a Halloween-themed one. What? No, what? Where, no. where's, it, where's it from? Where's it from? Come on, man. Disney. Disney. What that, what that song? I, I've never heard that in my life. Actually, it might... Is it Disney? Is it Universal? Yeah, no, it's, it's Universal. It's Universal. Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas... Yeah. No? I mean... I'm well, hello everybody, welcome to the latest <laughs> ENS Wolves podcast, it's episode, a spectacular episode, episode 181, or as the count would say, one, eight, one, ha, 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 Halloween special, Mr. Joe Edwards, you've started off poorly, is it going to get worse? Probably, yeah, because I'm not a fan of Halloween, we, we discussed dis- it, we discussed this last week, and... You are an absolute, you know, nut job for Halloween. I mean, you'll, you know, this gets your juices flowing. Fingers crossed, three points on Friday for me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. God, he's, he's, you're full of it today. He's, he's, you know. You don't, you, don't, you don't piss on my Halloween chips, mate, and get away I, with I, it. I, I, I'm cancelling you. Cancel I will, culture. I will piss on your Halloween chips. Um... Um, we're fully decorated. The cobwebs are outside in the in the uh, in the hallway, uh, and and obviously outside we have three visual projector screens all looking out onto a, a different. We've got, we've got eyes, scary eyes on, on one coming out of one window. We have a cartoon uh, monster mash, which is the other one that I nearly went with. You know, meaning the mash. We need the monster mashes in the yeah. opening uh, opening gambit to this podcast. I actually do now, that yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, so very good. Well done. And uh, we've got some pumpkins, scary pumpkins on the on the other window. So three three different uh, projections. Uh, the, the cobwebs up. The um, uh, from the from the top room down to down to the floor. The witches' hats are in the trees that light up at night. We've got some. Uh, we've got a monster garage with with full of teeth. Uh, you know, we've gone low key. I haven't brought out. Uh, luck. Um, no, we've gone low key. I know. <laughs> normally for normally on Halloween night, I would. Um, I would put out little tea lights, all you know, leaning towards the um, the door. There'd be five or six monsters, which would all have you know different um, you know motion sensors, which would set off a diff- you know loads of um, loads of <laughs> loads of scary music. There'd be music throughout the night, and there'd be smoke machines. So I've kind of stopped on that. They've been left in the shed because I don't know if anyone's going to turn up. I don't think they can turn up, to be honest. I think you've got to prearrange it or whatever, but. I'm not going to close the gate on someone who wants to come across. But someone's got a someone's got a little white blanket with a couple of holes in, um, and I'm, I'm going to go and give them some candy. Again, that sounds terrible, but um, yeah. you know, I'm, give, I'm going to give them a Snickers or some Swedish fish or you know a Reese's a Reese's pieces, something like that. I'm not. They can't go empty-handed. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll wear rubber gloves. I'll put them in. I'll put it in their knapsack, and they can they can walk away. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to make anyone's Halloween miserable. Are you dressing up this year? 
I, yeah. I, well, I don't think I can. I might dress up a little bit, but I'm not yeah. going to go full full it or, or or something like that these days. I'm not going to scare. I'm not going to go around the backside and start scaring people. You know what I mean? No, well, nobody wants a little bit of a tickle on a on on a Saturday night when they're walking around with the kids. You know? No. Any excuse to put some makeup on, though? You know? Hey, I wear makeup on camera every single time. Yeah. Every, time every time you have me, that's, that's not that's 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 not a secret, mate. A little bit of Max Factor um, never did anyone uh, you know any harm, mate. So um, you know that that's here to. I've been wearing makeup for about 10, 15 years in this job. You've got to, mate. You've got HD screens. The way that the way that the, the visuals and the pix, the different pixels that come out these days are oh, it's unbelievable, mate. Megapixels. Every single blemish is highlighted. You know this. Well, yeah, because yeah, I. I I'll let the blemishes be highlighted. I just, you know, I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you would go, you would definitely go more werewolf, wouldn't you? Because I mean, you're a hairy, you're a hairy individual. There's very, yeah. there's very rarely that I see you um, a lack of facial hair, um, you know, on your on your face. And what? so I think that you would definitely be one of those. Uh, by the way, very scary uh, movie, especially back in the day, was um, an American werewolf in London. Uh, that was one of the, the scariest films I've seen when I was little. And uh, you would be you would be perfect because you would be the the transition just between man and beast is is yes. kind of Joe Edwards. Yeah, and, and and you talk about you know me being bearded. Mm. That that would be probably the the thing that would scare South the most would be if I had a clean fully shaved. shaved. Yeah, that would be that would be enough to kind of induce screams. I think. I haven't seen you fully. I've seen on your passport photo from travelling in Europe that I think you are pretty much all shaved there, aren't you? You're a bit of baby, baby face assassin there. It's just a bit. I think that's the the, the biggest, you know, the shortest setting on the uh, on the old trimmer. But I, I don't think I've had a clean shave since I was about 17, 16. Why would, why would you now, though? Because, I mean, all you're doing is ripping your skin to shreds. Yes. I mean, I, you yeah. know, I, I use a beard trimmer. Like I said, I'll put it down to. I've had a shave one today, actually. So I put it down to the, 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 the lowest possible setting. So it's literally like a like a clean shave, but why would you put a blade to your face? It's crazy, mm. crazy to me. Well, you know, especially when when your skin, you've got to keep it as a, as fresh as yours. You, you know, do, you know, mate. Absolutely, yeah. baby's bottom, moisturize all sorts. But you, 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 you've got to look after your skin, mate. You only you only get you only get one set of skins, mate, and you've got to look after it. I think I've got worse skin than you. I reckon uh. my my twenty three year old skin. Is worse than your near forty-year-old skin. It's just a lot of products, mate. It's a lot of products to keep me upright, you know. Um, saying that, a uh, little cheeky uh, movie for you, Halloween night. Do you know what's your scary movie? Any uh, um, any night? What's what's your favourite Halloween movie? Uh, I mean, again. Oh, favourite favourite scary favourite horror movie. Horror movie. There we go. I I did watch them a lot as a as a teenager, but yeah, as the years have kind of gone on, then I've just not watched them at all. So I watched like the. You know the paranormal activities in the in the cinema. I think it, Insidious would have been the last one. That yeah, I watched, yeah, Insidious. Is, is yeah, that, good, good is one. That insidious, the, really good one. Uh, the first Insidious, very, very good. Is that when they're like in the pictures or something like that in that house, and it's like you know they've got the house. It's like an, there's like a like an alternate world basically. Yes. That they have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- yeah demon like, in there, the devil's there, and uh, yeah, I've seen that. Don't um, spoil it too much, but um, you know. There's about five of them, so you know. yeah, it doesn't, doesn't doesn't end doesn't end great. And um, I, I had saw four, I think, on DVD where they've kind of like got one's like got like got a Yankee's own eye out or something, and the other one's got to saw their leg off to get the key and get out this room or something. Oh, like okay, bit like the first one, but um, but a little bit of a little bit of a twist. A yeah, bit of a twist. Like that stuff doesn't really appeal to me anymore. 
You know what but I mean? But then it's funny because you know you go to your horror movies, and I like your classics. You know, I like your Halloweens and your your Shinings, and even like a bit of American Psycho if you want Psycho if you want a bit of comedy horror. But um, but for me, it's the, it's the things that resonate with you when you were a child. Now we're going to watch this tonight because um, because I just saw it advertised and uh, I knew it was coming out. I didn't realize it was it was coming out this soon. But the witches is is coming out, which is the the remake of Roald Dahl. Um, but but the uh, 1990 yes. film. Now before you, when were you born? 97. Wow, makes me feel so old. <laughs> so so the 1990s. I was I was nine or ten at this stage, and people who people who are kicking around the the late 30s. Uh, um, genre. Well, remember going to the cinema and remember seeing the witches, mate. The witches, PG at the cinema. It's harrowing. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely horrible. You never <laughs> get away with that these days for the PG. You know, I must have had nightmares about that for years. Uh, just, just. I mean, amazing. Angelica Houston, amazing in it. And uh, I think the reviews that I've seen so far for this one isn't as good. But you can't beat the original. You can't. Very rarely no. can beat the original. But mate, some of the scenes in that will have you waking up in the middle of the night for weeks. That's 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 why I don't watch them. You know what I mean. But I think yeah. it's good. It's good for it's good for the adrenaline. It's good. To, it's good to be a little bit scared. It's like getting a bit of heat in your diet, a little bit of chili. It's good to good to just get the body and get the juices flowing. You know what I mean. Get the metabolism going. We even skip when if we were watching Gogglebox on a Friday night and they're they're watching a horror on Gogglebox and they're just yeah. showing clips of that. Yeah. Me and me and Saf will even skip that. Oh come on, man. We grow we up. Do. We do. <laughs> it just, it just, just doesn't doesn't really do anything for me, to be honest. Watch watch no. uh, Planet of the Apes last week. Uh, but that's, that's not like, a horror. No, it's a fantasy, it's, man. Sci-fi. Yeah, that's that's what I like. I prefer that kind of thing. I have watched American Psycho. That's a very good film. But again, that's great not, film. No, it's a great film. Mate. That's it's a brilliant. Film. It's probably it's yeah. probably up there. You know, best one of the best films I've ever seen. But I think I've said really, it on this podcast. Podcast before, I mean, Alana's second date in San Diego, and uh, uh, she comes, she comes, comes round. You know, I thought we'll have a night in. You know, I've, I've, I've paid a, paid, I've already done done a dinner, so now it's time to, to come round to Shea Judah and you know, let's get it on. And uh, so I thought, get get um, get us in the mood, and uh, you know, the movie that I chose out of everything was American Psycho. Yeah, well, uh, which you, you know, in in in, in uh, a few weeks later, she's like, you know, really worried me that you put me on American Psycho out of every single movie. The first movie we watched together was American Psycho, <laughs> which I, I guess you know, you know, Chainsaw and, and Murdering Prostitutes. I don't know, I don't know where the uh, the warning lights came from. You know what I mean? So. No, it's part of the cause. Great, great movie, great movie. Yeah. But uh, no, mate, how are you? Are you, are you good? Are you, are you good? Um, you know, I mean, it's, we had to do one on Wednesday this week, I think, podcast-wise, because yes. um, Friday being Palace. Uh, when we Sunday, Sunday was Newcastle. So we wanted to to give it a few days just to just to um, just to relax, just to to, to sink in. And uh, the the mood on on Twitter hasn't really changed. It's uh, it's it's all abuse. <laughs> It's all abuse, and if it's not abuse for wolves, it's abuse for me. But um, you know, we we take it in our stride. Um, it's a difficult, it's a difficult situation, a difficult period, and I can understand some people being frustrated. I can understand people saying, "I don't give a, I don't give a crap about Chorley." Whenever you know, we're we're, we're moving forward now. Um, this team are allowed to be criticised, and I think. They don't always get it right, and they might not continue to get it right. Um, and then you know, it, it might be it might get even bumpier ahead. 
But some of the stuff out there, mate, mm. it's absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. And I know I put it. I put a tweet out the other day, but you know, I was when we're at games and people that people are like disappointed when we don't get back to people. We, we you know, we've got over a thousand notifications on on a busy match day. Uh, from the tweets put out, we just haven't got time to read them and reply. We'd be doing that, wouldn't be able to watch the game during and you know and afterwards. So normally, I, I get back home and I at nine ten o'clock, I'll go from the very first notification that I put out and I try and respond to to everybody. Maybe not a reply, but a like or you know if it's ridiculous and I won't reply. But um, you know, I, I like to at least if people have taken the time out to to interact, then I like to try and interact back with them. But some of the stuff out there, mate, I, I, I couldn't mm. I couldn't believe it. I mean. Is it is it fair is it fair dues? Is it fair income? Everybody's got the right. Everybody's paying. Maybe not at this moment in time, but they are paying in one way or the other. So yeah. everybody's got the right of an opinion. But I just I'm I'm staggered. I'm staggered, mate. Yeah, everyone's got a right to an opinion, but there there is you know a, a small minority that just seem to just want to say bad things for the sake of saying bad things at times. And it doesn't do you think really... just for a reaction, do you think? Just to Sometimes, get comments, get yeah. replies, yeah. And, that, and that kind of a way. And then that, and I guess that's the nature of the beast, isn't it, with, with sure. Twitter? Um, and, and you kind of know what you're getting into sometimes. But for me, the way I look at it, at it it's, it's, it isn't uh, anything to get excited about this period. It's, you know, the the, the football is, is quite frustrating to watch. It's not the most entertaining and... You know there is an element of watching walls and thinking that they, you know, they're playing with the handbrake on, and you know opinions like that are completely justified. I mean, people, you know, kind of, you know, questioning spending thirty-five million on a on a, on a lad that's just kicking his heels on the bench at the minute. You know, it's, yeah, they, they're all valid points, but equally, you know, I, you know, I'm all for raising points and having a, you know, a kind of a. You know, raising this and somebody says this, and oh yeah, good point that is, and but not the you know, oh you know, f you and all this, and you know, it's almost like if you don't see it their way, you, you know, it's 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 nobody's way. It's like just kind of have a nice debate about it and stuff like that. But some of the some of the vitriol that that you see is just completely unjustified. And you know, some people at loggerheads have their own team. It's like come on, you know, just kind of you know. What what's what's the point? You know what? Who's benefiting out of that, really? Yeah, and, and look, I put I put a tweet out, you know, kind of saying saying exactly what you said, Joe, and, and saying, look, you know, this side clubs, fifteen clubs in this Premier League would kill, kill to have the last couple of seasons the Wolves have had. Yeah, kill. They've had it for 10, 15 years. People in the people who have been in the Premier League for fifteen years have not had a season like Wolves have had in that in, in since they've been since they've been in the Premier League. They really haven't. So. It is a sense of perspective, I think. And, uh, you know, the fact that, yeah, of course, if they'd won the game, then there'd have been a point off top. But, you know, at the same time, no pre-season, you know, playing late on in Europe. And you might think, well, these are excuses. You get nothing to, you get nothing, you know, I saw this, you know, you get nothing for uh, Europa League quarterfinal champions, you know what I mean? And people raising fake cups and stuff. I'm like, you completely missed the point, you idiots. Yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's about recovering. It's about it's about restarting. It's about changing the 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 kind of like the look, the way, the style, the formation, and and, and obviously bringing new players into the club. It takes time, and it's not been a terrible start. It's it's, it's obviously there's some worrying signs there. We're going to talk about that, but at the same time, goodness me. Anyway, uh, 
uh, Abuse of the Week is back at Borough Prick <laughs> Judah uh, is, a, is an account that oh. uh, also emerged over, over the last week. Um, I mean, I've been called worse things than your stinky, to be honest, so I, I'll yeah. take that. I'm trying to work out what he says. Oh, Nathan Judah stinks like pure ass. Excellent news. Um, that's one of them there. Oh, shut it, Judah. You're a Borough fan anyway, so so why yeah. why should you care? Clown, clown, clown. Um, angry emoji. Oh, and snore emoji. So, um, yeah, I guess... Uh, I guess I'm honoured to, uh, to to get my own uh, Twitter account, mate. So you know, it's it's a bit it's a bit strange. It's a bit crazy. And yeah. uh, let's go straight into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Shall we do that, Joe? And then we, yeah, let's, we can, let's do that. Yeah. We'll leave we'll leave this and this 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 can um this can all um kind of like open up as like, like a nice bottle of wine. So let's uh, let's talk about the good. Let's let's have a bit of positive first. Positivity. Yeah. Um, the good is is Raoul, mate. Who? Um, if it wasn't for Raul, okay, Wolves might not have scored a goal this season. But yeah. it's uh, he continues to score. He is the talisman. He's a brilliant striker. He's one of the top, I would say, the top three or four strikers, centre forwards in this Premier League. We all know what he can do, and even even then, we're uh, we're still surprised and, uh, and utterly stunned with with some of the stuff he can do. And look, they should have they should have won they should have won the game. Uh, but what a great strike! And and Joe outside the box as well. If yeah. you need some quality, I don't care. And He'd had a bad game, by the way. How many times have we seen this? And that's what great strikers do. I mean, some of the some of his shots were way off. They weren't even close. And uh, whether he was unbalanced or whatever, it wasn't really working for him. But you leave him, you give him one chance at the end, and boom, a, a fantastic strike. And uh, he, he's just a, he's just a pleasure. He is. I mean, just on the just getting the, the some of the comments out the way. But I had, I put a tweet out last night about Jimenez and you know and needing to improve against lesser teams and defensive yeah. teams and one of the replies was Jimenez is letting the side down um, eh? <laughs> eh? Thought, yeah it's, it's, that's sort of, that kind of puts into perspective a couple of the opinions that are out there I mean I'd admit he's not playing brilliantly at the minute and, uh, and you alluded to it there I think his all round game has looked a little bit off mm-hmm. but he scored four of Wolves' six goals this season yeah. Yeah. and it's it's almost you know you you Jimenez is just the source of goals at the minute. You know, you know that you're not really looking at anybody else and being confident. I mean, Jimenez, even if he has a bad game, you could back him to even score an hat trick. That's <laughs> that's the kind of player that he is. He can be off it for 70 minutes and then he has a 10 minute spell, sticks free, and that and that is a, a striker that's worth their weight in goal. Absolutely, and, of course. And Jimenez is on four already, and he's done that without having a. Having a standout blow away game, and you've got to think when he when he is at full full flow, and his partnership with Pedence starts clicking, or and he, his his understanding with Neto gets better, and Traore perhaps starts playing a bit more and starts whipping crosses in for him again, then that's only going to improve. And Jimenez for me is just he's just brilliant, and he's. I mean, Conor Cowdy waxes lyrical about him every week, and kind of puts puts it into. You know, into into the words that everybody thinks. Really, he's it is not just his goals; it's the way he kind of leads the line. And yeah, that hasn't been at the quite at the standard that you would expect over the past say two, three weeks. But he's added goals from outside the area to his game. I mean, it, you, you look at his goal record, and like any striker, I mean, perhaps a bit reminiscent of Ruud van Nistelrooy when he used to play in the league. That all yeah. his goals would be probably six yard penalty spot, you know, everywhere kind of just in that is the fox in the box. But now sure. he's even having guys from distance and finding the corners as well. So it's um 
he's a he's a brilliant player, and any any suggestion that he's letting the side down, he's just he's just wrong, really. It's redonkulous, is what it is. Uh, so the good, the roll, the bad. Uh, I've got, got to say it because uh, even though I didn't have too much to do in the game, of course, a lot of people will be remembering uh, the the goal that, that Newcastle scored. So I'm going to have to put Rui Patricio in that. Uh, caught out uh, near post, mate. Uh, look, there's a lot of people saying that maybe he didn't have enough time, that, that they were still adjusting the wall. End of the day, uh, th- that can't happen, can it really? A bit disappointing. Now and new now alluded straight to it afterwards, and he knows, doesn't he? As a as a, as a former goalkeeper, he, he he picked it out straight away. The wall wasn't right, and you could say, well, oh well, Rui's, you know, it's it's Rui's responsibility, isn't it, where the wall is? Um, yeah, it, you know, maybe he's told them and they haven't quite shifted. Well, tell them again and make, <laughs> make sure that they do. You know, it's. Um, but it has it, happened before. I think, uh, I think, Moy, I think Frank has put a, put a video on with, with you know, the, the Moy, which is kind of a carbon copy, really, when yeah. Huddersfield uh, came out. Was it a 1-0 win for Huddersfield, was it? Or, or was it, it one, a one, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it was a 1-0 win, yeah. Um, uh, from out of the blue, really. And it was kind of, kind of very similar. Now, look, you, you can... Harsh if you put those two games together. I mean, the rest of them, the 60-17 between, I mean, he's been absolutely superb. And he's he's actually has been excellent this season. I must say that. And the back end of last season has been superb. And one of the most improved players, I think, is kicking and his all-round game. So we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna kill him here. But at the same time, we saw him um, saw him leave the stadium as one of the first ones to leave. We still are in the press box, Joe. I think you're on a on on a call with Nuno, and um, you know, normally the players take twenty minutes, half an hour, forty five minutes, an hour, depending on if you're three hours if you're at Amatriore to yeah. go and have a shower, do yourself up, and then <laughs> and then they walk out the front and uh, up the stairs, up the south bank, and uh, to the cars. Uh, I mean, Patricia was out within fifteen minutes. I mean, he really was. Just looked, you know, he's always looked cool, calm, collected, yeah. um, and he was just absolutely destroyed and devastated. And that's that's what you want because you know it means you care. You know, you're not bothered or whatever. You want. He was absolutely gutted. You could see it on his face. And uh, he'll know that the fans know that the players know that. But at the same time, it doesn't stop him being, you know, essential to Wolves this season. Yeah, I think he had his like his hood up and stuff in there. He was just kind of looking a bit sheepish and stuff like that. So he he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in a good mood. And again, that's that's kind of you know, I think he's 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 experienced enough and he's been around the block. And as you say, he's been probably him and Neto have probably been the pick. For the player of the season, you know, well, I know we're only six games in, but you know, if you were if you were to pick up at this early stage, you'd probably be that one yeah. of those two. Yeah. Um, so he's he's old enough, he's experienced enough. He knows that mistakes from time to time as a keeper are par for the course. They they come with a they come with a trade, and uh, he'll 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 have trained well this week, and you know, hopefully keep a clean sheet and get back back on it at uh, against Palace. So that's the good, that's the bad. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna put Patricia and the ugly, but you can't have Patricia and ugly in the same sentence. It's impossible. He's a, he's a, he's a beautiful human being. Everybody knows that. Um, so uh, I mean, the ugly, the ugly is, is really Joe and, and and a discussion topic that, of course, we've got to talk about, and it's the lack of goals. You know, six goals yeah. in six games. It's not, it's not good enough. And uh, you know, at the same time, if it carries on like this, Wolves will be in trouble. It's, you know, you, you've got to start scoring more goals. Um, it's easy. That that that's the simplified version. When you look into it, Joe, and you look into the players at the disposal, and uh, I know you've got an email that you were sent, and, and you've kind of been looking into this, and you've done a comment piece about it, about when you look at and we it's kind of a, a broken record, really. We, we discussed this last week, saying there have been five goals from five games. It's six goals from six games now. Um, where are the goals coming from, Joe? And probably more importantly, how do you start getting those goals? Is it a change of style? Is it taking more of a risk? Or simply, do Wolves not have the players 
to score those goals, seen as you know Doc and and, and Jota, or as people say, Diogo Jota, um, have left the club now. Has anybody said that? Is that, is that just one you've made up? I don't know, mate. <laughs> I'll claim it. Um, I think it t- takes a, a change of mindset amongst some some of the players, like um, a belief, like a belief thing to to really go I, for it. Do you think? I, I think so. I mean, you, you, I think you the talent's at, there. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at somebody like a uh, Ruben Neves. And yeah, you say, well, all these goals have come from outside the area and or from the uh, or from set pieces or you know their ball situations, and you'd say that him getting on the end of crosses is not his game. You know that that is the argument that you perhaps make, but why can't it be? You know what I mean? Why why, why can't he add that to his to, to his to his bow? And yeah, you know, someone like Dendonkru maybe he's more of a somebody who who will get on the end of things. Why can't he in reverse have a shot from twenty five yards? You know, it, you know these these are all well rounded players, and you know I have no doubt that if if Ruben Nevers got into the box a bit more. And you know, kind of surged forward a few more, and kind of got on the end of those cutbacks on the edge of the box, or you know, maybe even even goes up for an header from corners. I mean, you see, you see, central midfield players who aren't the biggest players score different kind of goals, don't you? You see somebody getting you know a near pass run at a corner, getting a bit of a flick on. It's okay. It's not going to happen every week, but I think there is you know scout for perhaps even a Pedence. You know, he's a player that. He'll look for the pass, won't he? More, more so. He's you'd class him as a as a creator, but I think there is times where he can be more selfish. I think you know he, he has had some shots and tested the keeper, but maybe rather than getting his head up and looking for the pass, maybe trying to get, give the give the defender the eyes and get a quick shot off. So I, I, I get that. I, I get that, and I, and I think. You know, I, th- I think you can look at Neves and Dendonk, and yeah, they've got to score more goals. They, they, they absolutely do, or Moutinho. But you know, at the same time, you've got to look to your front three now, Joe. You've got to look to Pedence, you've got to look to Neto um, and Traore, if and when he's going to get that call. Those are where the majority of the goals have got to come from, apart from Raul. So, so you know, going further up the pitch, where where are they coming from? Because they haven't scored, they haven't been prolific in their career by any means. Uh, but Nuna must have seen enough of them for them to to make those moves that like they did in the summer that that is they are they are capable of them. We know that Traore's had a confidence um, issue in the past, and then when he did get that that boost behind him, he looked a different player. But he still wasn't scoring a lot of goals, was he? He was assisting more. He was being more direct. He was running at defenders rather than running away from them and getting across him. He was running at them, and that was that was the change in Adama Traore. I feel like that needs to be kind of like brought out in in Neto in Pedence and Traore again, who's maybe you know, maybe doesn't look the same player. Um you want to get in back and get that aggression back into this team and this style. Well so somebody's got to be a bit more ruthless. That's that's the that's the long and short of it. And with Jota, the one thing you could say about him when he was when even when he was bad, he had an unquestionable desire to attack yeah. towards the goal and, and, and be a bit greedy. And you don't be, I don't mind greedy. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was one where Jimenez, I think he could have squared it to Pedence in, um, against Newcastle and he got a bit of criticism, but that's a striker's mindset. Of course it, it is. It, it doesn't always work and perhaps sometimes there is a better option on. Um, but you've just got to, I think it's law of averages. If you, if you have 
three, four shots in a game, that you're going to put one in. And Imanez is by far and away having the most shots per game for Wolves. I mean, interestingly, Neto has kind of taken that Jota mantle in terms of shots. He's just got to become more efficient. I mean, yeah, he, wa- he wants the ball. There's, there's no shying away from that. He wants the ball. If he could have the ball yeah. for 90 minutes, he would have the ball. And that's brilliant. I'm so excited about him, honestly. like yeah. he's, he's come on leaps and bounds. And, and it was a bonus last year. Whatever people say... You know, Wolves did not expect Pedro Neto to do what he did last year. No. And when Jota was injured, he was absolutely superb. And that's why he's earned the right. I think he probably, Neto's impact last year was probably what Wolves looking for this year, like maybe halfway through. But the fact that he's kicked on so well and, and become an integral part of this team now, for me, like you, like you said before, Joe, I think him uh, him and Patricia probably been the two stand-up players this season. And and and, and if you were going to leave one out, maybe to bring Traore in, and we'll discuss that going into, you know, later on in the podcast... It wouldn't be Neto because Neto Neto's been the best player. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's a good point. I mean, just quickly on. I'm the, also the, talking a bit like this today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm going to stop it. I'm talking normally. Um, sorry. Um, Alan, Alan Shula sent sent a good email. Alan who? Shula or Shula? S S H L U L E R. Okay. Shula Shula. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he sent a kind of a a good email um, just kind of listing career appearances for for, 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 the the players aside from Jimenez and the the numbers of goals that they scored. So quickly kind of run you through them just as a bit Mm -hmm. of a perspective. Neves, 236 career games, 19 goals. Um, Matinho, 717, 56 717 games, bloody yeah, hell. I mean, that, that is that is crazy. But uh, Neto, 58 games, 7 goals. Traore, 20, uh, 247 games, 22 goals. Dendonka, 260 and 19. Pedenz, 224 and 27. Um, you sent in the calculations. I mean, they, they, they differ a little bit slightly when you round them up, depending on how you do it. But roughly, you know, Neves, a goal every 12 games. Matinho, about the same. Neto every eight games, Traore every nine, Dendonka every fourteen, Pedence every eight. Um, you need to be halving them, really, don't you? So, yeah. so you know, your Neto, yeah. you want to be. I mean, sorry, Neves you'll be one in six or seven. Don't you? you don't expect him to score one in three, but um, you know, I think, I think, I think, um, I think I read the same email, Joe. But you know, Jota was scoring one in every three. That's what yeah, you need, Neto three, and yeah. Neto, Traore. And Pedence to be averaging from now on, I think. You, they need, I'm not saying they need to score every day, but they need to be scoring one in every three. And then you bring assists into it as well and helping each other. But that that's what that's the kind of ratios you looked at, you've got to be looking for. And then Raul, of course, is always going to score one in two because that's 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 the that's the striker he is, or better. Um but one in three is what you've got to look for, I think, minimum from from the other the other two or three, depending on when they get rotated. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean Alan Bless him, sent a kind of a follow-up email saying, you know, P.S., I'm not being critical, just factual. Think now as the best manager we've had by, you know, by a, by a country mile since the '60s, and he's he's a, you know he's 70 now, and he's you know he's he's been a season. No, no, 70. He looks incredible for 70. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> so, so it's um, it just just kind of interesting. It puts it into perspective, yeah. and ultimately. It's gonna to have to ta- take a change of mindset from from somebody within the camp. They've got to become a bit more selfish and a bit more ruthless. Not obviously not to the overwhelming detriment of the team. I mean, if if they've got somebody three six yards out and an open goal, then pass it. But um, just kind of yeah, take take a few more shots, take a few more risks, and um, hopefully in a few weeks we'll be looking back on this conversation and thinking, good things changed. Yeah. 
And the funny thing that I think, Joe, when you look at all of this, and if you had any other team, pretty much any other team, and they'd scored six goals in six games, and you're playing a front three of which you know your 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 main striker scored. What's how many has he scored? Four out of the six, is it? Four of the six, yes. Four of the six. Neto and Sais have got the others. Yeah. The fans would be absolutely livid with the other two players, and yet, yeah, they've scored six goals this season, and uh, Pedent and Neto, hardly a bad word to say about either of them because they've they've looked good. I think I think they've, all, they've they've both been very bright, and uh, you know they're keeping Triori out the side, and yet you know like you say you're averaging goal a game. Poda hasn't scored yet. Neto's scored one, and there's you know I put a poll out of what 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 uh, what three do you want to do you want to play this week, and the majority again are going to go Poda's Neto um, with Raul. So so it's funny to me that that you know. It, and something's got to change, and there's got to be some give. There's something's got to give, whether it's the goals that are going to come, or there's going to be a disappointing performance where you take one of them out of the firing line. Because because it's it's bizarre that that, that these two players are ninety five percent of them being lauded with with the performances this season, yet they haven't they haven't scored any goals. No, I mean, we'll have it's to a strange one, isn't it? I mean, it's great, though. it's great, but they're playing well. Yeah, it's it's strange that I, I do like them both. I think they're both very good players. I, I just think there comes a point now where I am surprised at the lack of game time Traore has had. Um, I think Nuno's still working out kind of the best way to get him in in, in this system, and it's it's you know you've got four players for for three positions there really at the minute. Um, but Traore. I mean, I, I I don't think he's done great off the bench recently, and no. and there's an element of him got, got him to give more. But he's played better for know, Spain I than he has to... for Wolves. Yeah, but equally, he's not really had much game time for Wolves, mm-hmm. and you know, if he he's he's a confidence player, isn't he? Uh, Traore, and, and he, the way you see the best out of him is he's he's through a consistent run. I think of of him playing ninety minutes, ninety minutes, and we yet to get that. Uh, this season, so it'd be interesting it's, to see how he goes for Palace. It's true, Joe, and 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 I, and I get that, and and we'll we'll discuss whether whether he's going to make that change for Palace or not. For me, and uh, and you know, you kind of said for me, Nuno missed a trick against Newcastle, and it disappointed me slightly because at the same time of keeping a winning team and keeping the winning formula, I know he changed. You know, Neves came in for for, for Moutinho, but for me, regardless of whether you won that Leeds game, I don't care what you say, and it. Ninety-five percent of games in that, that that went that way, Wolves would have lost that game. They were battered. They were battered that first half. And regardless of them winning, I was so disappointed that he didn't change size at left wing back. You've yeah. got you've got size at left wing back, and I'm not saying this in hindsight. I'm talking I'm talking about it before the game, and you've got two left wing backs on your bench in Marcelo, who's obviously fit now. He's obviously fine. He's been on the bench. He's come off the bench twice. And and Nuri, who we have we haven't really seen yet, we haven't seen yet, um, and then to play a centre back in a left just didn't make sense to me. Great, great, you know, you you beat Leeds and, and whatever, and okay, well you can't really drop Kilman, so do you have to drop Says? I, I think he really missed a trick there, Nuno. You've got to, at home, you've got to take the bull by the horns, and you want to get, you know, you've got to put square pegs in square holes, and it wasn't. It was the complete opposite, and I think that's 
that's kind of sacrificed a little bit of, of Wolves' attacking prowess in, in Neto Pedence because I feel like they're coming back in because they haven't got that natural width. And even when Marcel came on, he was, a lot of people say he's mainly a centre-back, really, left-hand side centre-back, not a left wing-back. But even when he came on, you could tell that Wolves opened up a lot more. That's when they scored their goal. OK, they conceded, but they also scored that goal and they looked a lot better. And I think it freed up Neto uh, to really, to really, you know, get forward a lot more. I feel like they've always got an eye on tracking back when you see size. And, you know, size isn't going to bomb down that wing and bringing balls and whipping crosses. Um, and I was, I was disappointed about that. And uh, hopefully that's something that I think they've got to look at going into Palace on Friday. That can't happen. And even if you're going to have to disappoint, disappoint someone, whether it be Saiz or whether it be Max Kilman or whether it be someone in, this, into mid, in midfield, then I think that, that change has got to take place. And I think that's, that's implicated slightly Wolves' attacking prowess of the front three going forward in the last couple of games. Yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with that. And I, I think... We discussed last week, I was saying I wouldn't be surprised if Say started, and obviously that was the case. Um, I was a little bit surprised it didn't change at half-time um, against against Newcastle. You know, I mean, they made the change, it was the 68th minute in the end, and, you know, 10 minutes later, Wolves end up scoring. Uh, not obviously just because of that change, but the Marcel certainly brought more balance. So just maybe, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, I may have changed it. At, at, at half time, nothing against Romain Sais. I mean, I, I think he, you know, he did as a job as much as you'd expect him to for a centre half playing at left wing back. Um, but ultimately, it was just that, wasn't it? It was a centre half playing at left wing back, and there was an incident in the first half where I think Neto won the won the ball very well on the right, played it inside to Neves. Neves plays it wide to Sais, expecting a, a quick touch and a, to the byline and a cross. And Sais kind of overcooks the touch and it goes out for a goal kick and that kind of summed, you know, it up really. It just wasn't in in that rhythm and that you'd expect from Wolves. And I think come 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 Palace uh, Friday night, so I think you know we'll definitely see either one of a Marcel or right Nuri at left wing back now. Best combo versus Palace. Uh, the one thousand five hundred votes. Raúl Neto Pedence forty five percent. Uh, the leader in the poll. Uh, Raul Neto Traore, 20%. Raul Pedence Traore, 35%. So a little bit more clamouring for Traore. Um, you know, add the, add the 39 and the, and the 19. So about, about 55% want to see Traore involved from the start. But then the, the majority of the vote goes to goes to the tried and trusted that they've had, um, you know, for most of the majority of the season. So it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. And like I say, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that further in a bit. Um, I want to... I wanna, Talk to you and move on before we take questions, Joe. On these four youngsters, um, couple on loan, couple um, couple being being bought permanently, um, and I want to play a little game with you, Joe, because we ha- we've hardly seen any of them really so far. Um, and this is Silver, Nori, Hoover, and Vitinha. It's, it's going to be a game called Topical Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Okay. I want to know if they're going to make. A decent impact, or you know, I'm not I'm not saying they're playing every game. I'm not going to say they're playing 50% of the game. But from a marker, I would say that that um, Pedro Neto would have been a treat because he would have made an impact. He made an impact last year. 
wasn't yeah. really in the plans in the start, but he made an impact, especially second half of this season, and uh, and and had some really good performances. So I want to know whether we're going to see a bit more of these players, or whether it's going to be for next season. So if you think it's a next season, it's a project, or you know, if they, unless they get the, they don't get the loan made into a permanent, won't see them at all. But trick if you think we're not going to see much of them this year, and a treat if you think, yeah, I think we might see quite a bit of them this year at some point. Okay. Okay. Fabio Silva, trick or treat? <laughs> it's such a difficult one at this ah, stage. Ah. Um, I'd hope, I mean, this is more head than heart, perhaps, but, well, heart than head. Um, I'm going to say treat. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to reckon he'll get, he'll get a goal at some point, and I reckon he might get a few after that. He's got uh, to get on to get a goal, Joe. Yeah, he has. Um, but the longer this lack of goals goes on, maybe it plays in his favour. And, you know, maybe not to replace Jimenez, but perhaps there could be um, scope for him playing alongside Jimenez and either one of Neto or Paudens in behind, or you maybe play, I don't know, Traore as a, as a wing-back for one game or something like that. I mean, I know it's it's, it's not been exceptional in the past, but if, you, if you're playing a team that, you know, you just want to kind of get the goals and be a bit more balls out, you know what I mean? Mm. Um I, I think I think it will come for Silva. Um, I've I've got a little bit more confidence in him than than some of the others. It just it just looks so isolated. I'm not talking just about you know general playing. You know we only saw him against Stoke or whatever, and you know a handful of minutes at um, you know against Sheffield United or whenever he came on at West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. Sorry, um, it's not it's not that. It's just for me. The demeanour, I mean, it's, you know, money aside, and we can talk about money till the cows come home, that's one for another day, another podcast or whatever. But, you know, just like looking at him, and I said to, I had, um, and there's a Sunday lunch outside, outside before any social distancing, and I said Sunday lunch before the game with Mrs Spears, and I'm chatting to him before, and I'm saying like, just look at, look at, um, look at Silver at half-time when he warms up at half-time. And, and we, were, we were looking at each other, you know, and he came on half-time, and there's only one of them. I, I think everybody else goes in. Traore went in, Moutinho went in, probably two, you know. They're not warming up. I still don't understand that, but anyway. I think everybody should be warming up at half-time. And I actually think it's a, it's a gripe of mine that, that substitutes don't warm up with more of a drill at half-time with, their, you know, with a fitness coach. I think it's a very important time to warm up. But anyway, yeah. it, was, it was Fabio Silva on his own. And he's, this is not the first time he's done this. this is, and the cameras don't pick this up. But he's basically just on his own, and all he does is have a ball. I mean, you can't really pass to one on your own, obviously, but has a ball, and he's just doing key POPs, wrapped up, looking at the ball, looking at the floor for 15 minutes, and this has happened two or three or four times. I think, yeah. first, of, first of all, can he not have a couple of shots? Is there not, is there not a third backup keeper or a young keeper who would be delighted to come on and, and, you know, take some shots from him, or after being the matchday squad, I don't know, but, or, you know, or someone who can... Who, who can he, he can have a bit a few strikes about you know because you never know when he's going to be needed and and all he's done is just play keep you up his fifteen minutes not talk to anyone head down I mean what does that do for your confidence you know or you have someone to pass to it's just it's just bizarre he looks he looks a little bit distant and you can understand it you know he's come he's a young lad he, he's he's come from a completely different country you know regardless of the Portuguese speakers and, and the Portuguese players, when you're not playing and you're going back to your house and you're on your own and you're in your apartment and you're not playing any minutes and all you're doing is training and not coming on, and he probably knew that he's not going to come on in a game and he's probably not going to come on against Crystal Palace. 
and psychologically and mentally, that's very difficult to, to kind of overcome. And then when you do come on the pitch and you've got, you know, you've got £35 million weighing you down and you've probably only got 10 to 15 minutes to impress, it's a very difficult, difficult thing to do. And it's people who are more experienced and have scored more senior goals than him um, have come on. I mean, obviously we talk about Catroni and, and, and it hasn't worked for them. So... I just feel like I just feel it's a bit of a strange one. I really hope he does come out of the fun. I really hope he does get given the chance. I'm just not so sure. No, I, I, I think I think I think the best thing for him is 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 getting some minutes. And even if it's ten minutes, um, why is he not playing in the under twenty threes, Joe? Virginia played in the under twenty threes. Why is he not? Why is he not playing for even if it's for like forty five minutes? Go and put, play him in the twenty threes. You can take him up at half time, whether he scored or not, and then he can be in, on the bench on on Saturday. But at least he's going to have a bit of match practice behind him. No, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just don't know how great a look it is if a thirty five million club record signing and he's playing for your twenty threes. I don't care about looks um, anymore. He, he's he's how, how old is he? Well, he's, he's eighteen, yeah, eighteen but years old. It's... I mean, surely that's better. I'd rather play. You know, if I'm play, if I'm playing cricket and, I, and I'm playing I'm playing county standard, and you see a lot of the players, you know, who aren't playing or are just on, you know, kind of like don't really want to play second team cricket because that that's limits them for three or four day cricket. So they go and play club cricket on a Saturday to try and get a bit of a knock. So that if they are required to come on a Saturday, you know, let's say there's an injury or, or there's someone who's, who's an injury doubt when he might play, then at least they've had some time at the crease. And, you know, club cricket, for Birmingham League cricket, compared to going into play professional, you're playing for Warwickshire, is a completely different standard. But it's just getting the time in the crease and getting that, just getting the look at the ball. You're not telling me that that, that Fabio Silva, if he scores that trick against crap in the under-23s, by the way, the 23s aren't particularly good and they, they had a bad season last year, but if they can come and, and he gets that trick, whether it's for the 23s or not, that's not going to give the lad a bit of confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just... It, it, I don't know. It's one, it's one to weigh up. It, it's, it's, um, there's pros and cons to it, but... Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I'm okay. not a bit, not a massive fan of it. I'd sooner him get some sort of minutes with the first team and build him up that way. I think. Okay, well that's that's okay to it's okay to to agree to disagree. That, that that's part yeah. of the podcast. We can't agree all the time. Um, it's no. an interesting one. I think I think it's a decent debate to have actually. Um, I would have said I, I like to think that I planned this, but I didn't. It just comes off the top of my head. And you've seen the research notes for this podcast. But you know, if it's interesting, one that you think you feel that he should get some games in the 23s if he's not playing or not, let us know. You know, reply to the podcast. Let's see if people are listening out there. Um, right, uh, so okay, that's a long, long-winded version. You're saying treat for uh, for Fabio Silva. We're gonna have to rattle yeah. through these, mate, because I'm sorry. I, there's so much to talk about, so we are gonna go over today. I apologise. Um, Nuri, trick or treat? Treat. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'll get he'll, he'll get in there at some point, and I, I think you, you know you're looking at a, such an attacking fullback in Samado. I think you probably need the, the the same balance on the other side, and I, I think I Nuri will get his chance, and I think he may offer that balance. He's played a lot of games in France. I think I'm probably a bit more optimistic over him than uh, uh, than the other three as well. Okay, yeah. uh, Hoover Key. <sighs> I don't really see him play him at the minute. So, um, you, so, so it's a so it's a trick. Yeah, I think he's more. So you're, 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 you're as bad as Spears playing this game of hit miss or may. You don't don't give me answer. Trick or treat. Treak, one for the future. You said treak. That was almost that was almost like a Treak. Okay. Trick. 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 Okay. One for the future. That's fine. I mean I I still think it was a good it was a good signing and you know we're not gonna talk about about about, about Jota because it's like 
I don't know. It's the equivalent of like going going back on Facebook and looking at an ex two years later and see see what's going on. You, you don't really want to see it, but you, you you're a little bit intrigued. But you know it's probably going to end in tears. You know you don't want to see him with the other guy, mm. do you? You don't want to see him happy. You want to, you, a little bit. If you want to see him miserable, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit wants to see him still single. So the fact that he scored Liverpool's 10,000th goal is like, I was going to put a tweet out saying, Jota, Liverpool's... The way that that social media and Twitter, Wolves Twitter is at the moment, I thought I'd best not. Yeah, the light-heartedness and sarcasm wouldn't have come across. Yeah, no. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Okay, right. So it's a trick for Hoover so far, but, you know, one for the future, and I I do think he's definitely got a role to play. Uh, Vitinha, trick or treat, interesting one. Uh, trick, I think. Yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, you know, at, at this rate, I mean, he'd come in, you know, Gibbs White had been sent out on loan, mm-hmm. but he, he's, he's not even making squads at the minute. And he, no. He, he, he's playing for the 23s. And I know that the, 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 the thinking with the 23s has shifted recently. You know, there has been a noticeable shift in thinking. Hoover played for them a few weeks back. Vitini has played for him now. I mean, I, I wouldn't exactly rule out Silver playing for them. But, you know, you looked at it last year or the year before when Gibbs White was playing for the 23s and you, you kind of alarmed it's like a slap in, But it's like a slap in the face for them. I feel like they were like, yeah. oh, God, what am I doing here? And I think they need to get over themselves there. And that might be a little part of it. I think, you know, I think maybe there's this this, this kind of like complex of, oh, I'm, I'm too good for the 23s. I just think, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't well, get the, it. But they are, aren't they? That's the thing. That that I mean, they have been bought in as first team players, and they should be playing. You know, they they they're not they're not designed to be twenty threes players. That that that's the thing. So um, you so, so so you know, doing some shuttles at Compton up and down the pitch, hundred hundred meter dashes, and and kicking balls into you know past 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 a couple of dummies and a few free kicks and going in for your lunch, or playing forty five minutes, sixty minutes of competitive, if not if not semi competitive action. In a game where you travel, you get on the bus, you know, you have your pre-match meal, just getting used to used to the the, the regular stuff that you normally get. But uh, but 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 you know, recovery after games, you know, work where you know t- twists, turns, trying things that maybe you can't try on the training pitch. Now, surely that's sure that's more beneficial, no? I, I just think getting them in somehow with the first team is is, is going to be better. Just getting in used to used to playing minutes at Premier League level because ultimately playing minutes in the Premier League too in the under twenty threes is not going to get them ready um, properly for um, for the Premier League. It only comes with game time at senior level. So it's 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 good perhaps as a, as a as a confidence boost in the short term. And you know if if a player finds him out the squad and yeah Vitinha you know it, it maybe it has done him good in the short term but in in as a long-term kind of thing, the only way that they're going to get better is by playing under Nuna. Um, I'd be disappointed if someone, when listening to this podcast, and I assume that you know, 85% of the people probably switch off after the, the Halloween chat, because all, that's all they're in for in um, this podcast. Do not put a poll of the people who listen to this podcast saying, who do you agree with, Judah or Edwards? Uh, I reckon it would probably be you. I don't know. I think I might be on in the minority here, but yeah. Oh no, it's good, mate. I like it. I like it. That's what a poddy's for, mate. It's a boring if we agree all the time. It's boring. So, um, so, um, and we might. I think we might agree on something that's a bit more controversial going into the Palace game. But we'll see. We'll see about that. Right. Apologies for going so long. We are fifty-five-zero minutes in. Although, albeit you know, seven and a half minutes was the um, night before Christmas theme tune that, that was quite long at the start. But we'll um, we'll get onto the we'll get onto the questions, Joe. But it's going to be a rapid-fire questions. Is that okay? 
buzz around. Yeah. Are you sure? This has to be buzz around. Can buzz you do around. it? You got it in you. I, I can do it, man. Come on. We have got some really good questions in this week. So, so I'll read them out, and then you try and sum it up in less than 30, or 30 seconds or less for each one, and we can get through a good 10 or 15. How's that? Okay. Shall I, shall, shall, shall I time myself? Yeah, shall time actually, yourself, mate. Yeah, stick, stick, stick a stopwatch on yourself. Okay, come on. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Come on. Here we go. Okay, here we go. In one. Sorry, that was last week. 180. Reggie says, uh, we need more goals across the squad, so why aren't we scoring more goals from corners? Apart from Southampton, Fulham and West Brom, we have the lowest corner-to-goal ratio this season. Why is that when we have the likes of the delivery of Moutinho, Neves and Neto, etc., and the height of Bolly Cody? Well, let's not put Cody out there. But Cody doesn't score goals from set pieces. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> but uh, only for England. But um, yeah, why, why do why, why do Wolves not score more from set pieces? Don't know, it's a bit of an head scratcher, but they they should do. Um, Bolly should score a few more, and I think we saw Say score one, didn't we, against Sheffield United? But that was mm. almost a bit of a rarity and surprised you a little bit. So I think they've got a. I think there's been crosses sometimes that haven't beat the first man enough, and I know it sounds a bit simple, but they've got to find a way. Maybe just work work on them a, few, a bit more, but they've got to get more goals from corners. You, you, you can't you can't doubt that. Uh, Ted says, um, please we discuss what can we do to arrest the worrying worrying lack of goals. Um, is it a case of having to wait until the next transfer window? I, I don't. We discussed more... the goals, but do you think do you think that they, they may they may look at uh, at changing it in January, Joe? I don't know if necessarily more players is the is the answer. I think it's about mm, getting mm. more out of your current crop. Um, you know that I think Neto has got the potential. I think Pedence has, has got the potential to be far more a regular scorer than he is at this rate. And Traore has, has got you know improvement to be made a lot in front of goal. So I don't think it's necessarily a case of chucking money at it in January. I think you've just got to work on what you've got, and ultimately you've got a thirty-five. We keep coming back to it—a thirty-five million striker that that you've got to kind of work and work with and harness. So I'd, I'd stick with the players that they've got, but it's just about getting the best out of them. Um, yeah, another question um, says: um, Given Liverpool's uh, defensive injury worries uh, just became worse, should Wolves be braced for a Connor Cody bid in January? Um, I mean. What, you can't, I'm that, not going to 100% rule it out. You can't rule it out because it's... Do you know why? Even though it is 2021, potentially, it's twenty. It's still a crazy season. It's a crazy yeah. year. And will Liverpool play, you know, two at the battle, four, two central defenders? You've got to think, no. But I, you just you can't, say, you can't say anything anymore, can you? No, but what does... Kind of strength from Wolves' position is the fact that he he's just signed an, another long term contract, and now they don't always mean uh, that they they see out that contract. But he's you know signed on you know what's thought to be you know improved terms, and and he, his contract's still twenty twenty five, I believe. So it would take some massive to kind of get him out of that. Um, tell you what, but, though, yeah. Joe. I, I tell you what, though. Just just quickly putting in apologies. Um, if that offer came in. And it was it was a good offer, and I'm 95 percent certain that Conor Cody will not go. You know, he, he won't. He wouldn't go. I don't think there'll be a bidding for him. I think this is all just you know paper talk or whatever. It's a nice it's a nice thing. Liverpool scouser go back to his home club. Blah de blah. You know, um, local boy done good. It, it, it screams of the sun, but uh, no offense to the sun, but offense. And um, at the same time, if there was that that offer, I would not begrudge him the move. Honestly, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. 
No. It's just... <laughs> After what happened with Doherty and Jota... And, I know, uh, you can't You can't say no. You can't say no. Uh, it's just... Yeah, I, I'm just glad it's not the transfer window for a few weeks. I mean, <laughs> Not long, pro- mate. Not long, mate. I tell you what, until no. we're back in January. Well, that's it. A few weeks. So yeah. we'll cross that bridge uh, if and when we come to it. Okay, moving on. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Gail, uh, hey Nathan and Joe, no football question today, but with it being Halloween this weekend, is it? I didn't know it was Halloween this weekend. Thank you very much, Gail. Um, and my lad's birthday mm-hmm. tomorrow. Happy birthday, uh, um, Gail, Gail's son. Uh, what would Happy be, birthday. What would be your chosen Halloween costume if you had to wear one? I used to dress up as Dracula when I was a kid. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I can see you more Rocky, pro- Rocky Horror Show, mate, to be fair. I think you're good in suspenders. I'd probably like... I don't know, try and do some sort of like wrestler orientated. Okay, thing. you go a bit more fun and friendly, a bit fun and flirty. Yeah, I, I, the last time I dressed up as anything was on a like um, it was on like a Butlin's eighties weekend. I went dressed up as Macho Man Randy Savage. Excellent. Um, so I'll probably pull out pull that out again. <laughs> it's not scary, but you know. Yeah, is Butlin, is, Butlin, is Butlin's decent? Is it? Is that more like? I mean, four seasons have I got a few weekends like that. Is Butlin's more? Oh, but the similar. If to no, I don't think so. I, no, it, it's it, it's not respectable now. <laughs> okay, um, I would go probably. Well, I went as Gomez Adams for um, for a little party, uh, like Halloweeny party. Oh, um, and you turned was... up to Watford with that daft moustache. I you? did, yeah. The tash, mate. The tash. <laughs> I might bring that on Halloween and try and dig that out. Uh, for uh, yeah, oh, for a little, little party. So, are you watching a little mix the search, mate? Are you watching it or not now? No, BBC One. Absolutely no chance. Oh, it's no. good, mate. It's good. It's good. Um, right. Anyway, King Wolf. Um, just playing through the times of Wolves women and being captain. Make Anna Price a legend or a legend? Uh, can she get a special mention as she scored the first goal in a hard-fought win um, on Sunday against Lincoln in her 300th appearance? I think it was a three-two win. I think it was. I haven't seen properly, but I think it was a three-two win to Wolves win. Which, to, to be fair, Lincoln you know, pushed them all away, the and they've been demolishing teams. So, so a really good win when you go, especially all the way to Lincoln, mate, and uh, and come away with a win. Great stuff and great. Well done to, to Anna Price. She's a legend. She's a legend. Uh, get that statue made now, David <laughs> Evans. Which Wolves player is likely to have the best carved pumpkin? Um, steady Anne Patricio. Do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, is that is that who you're doing it of, or the actual person who would who would create the best pumpkin? I think it's the per- person who is carving out the pumpkin. Okay, okay. That's how I read it. Mm. I-, I would say ste- ste- steady hand, Patricio. Yeah. I'm going to say Zhao, mate. I'm going to say Zhao. He's a, he's he's an architect. I feel like he would take um, a lot of time, make it make it very cultured. Nice. Yeah. One of the Portuguese lads, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, George Brown, is it the finishing touch that we are lacking at the moment, or is it something else? What needs to change to increase our goal scoring? Uh, yeah, just ruthlessness and kind of almost a little bit of a more just single-minded and and just somebody who you can look at and think they want to score as much as anything else and having a bit of a, a roofly streak. I mean, you know, even strikers, I mean, the, the say to kind of say face that the most important thing is the three points. But I know that having scored for, for uh, Churchill Royal Oak for the first time uh, for, for about four years the other we week. <laughs> but we lost, but considering that I'd scored, I came away feeling all right about it. That's all right. It's the same with everything, mate. If you knock 100 yeah. and you lose, you're not exactly. that bothered. You're not that bothered, are you? Do you know what I mean? So I think I think it's a, a bit more of that coming into it. 
Yeah. Or, or it just shows that we're selfish, the selfish bastards, both of us, to be fair, so that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Ellerton says, uh, is it time for a new setup to two up top and one in behind? I know he won't, I know he won't do it, but it gives you some, something to discuss. Um, I mean, kind of, Dave, I mean... At times, they, they have got that, haven't they, really, with Neto yeah. and, and Pedence and Rowles. It's, it's definitely not new, uh, not new this season anyway. Uh, I just want to bring in Matt Cooper, a friend of the podcast, Matt Cooper as well, um, who, who kind of suggested as well, is it time to play Fabio Silva and Raul with, with Pedence in behind him, a bit like they did um, you know, with Neto last season? I, I like that idea, yeah. Okay. I, I, do, I do, and we talk about Silva and about increasing his confidence. Well, mm. how, how better to actually play alongside the, the, the person that they're, they're gearing up as his mentor. I mean, you know, he's, he's learning off him on the training pitch and stuff like that, but if he, could under, if he could forge a partnership with Jimenez, I mean, ultimately that's £67 million worth of striking talent there. You know, I mean, I know that's just money, but you, you can say that. And if they could play together, and maybe not every week, but if they could play together and actually score a few goals together and it, Silver chips him with an assist or something like that, I'd, I'd be all for it, to be honest. I, I, I'm going to say it's not, it's not really a busy Christmas period, but it obviously def- definitely gets busier. The, the slight caveat to that is that Wolves have got a stinking December, so if you were going to bring them together, you'd, you'd, really, you'd do it more in a... I would say an easier inverted commas fixture on paper than you would do away at Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, Spurs, Man United. Those games that are going to be difficult, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it's something that Nuno's got up his sleeve that he wants to unleash. I guarantee you won't hear about it on a Friday press conference. That's for certain. No, like, we'll, we'll see it on a Saturday at two o'clock. I say a Saturday. There hasn't been a Saturday game for a long time, but you know, we'll see it an hour before, and it'll it'll, it'll, it'll spring it on us. But at the same time, that's good that that, that Silver is an unknown quality. Quantity, and they'll know about that on the training pitch. They'll know how he is progressing, and maybe he's right, Joe, and maybe he might from absolutely nowhere. Because not only will he take the fans by surprise, he'll take the opposition by surprise, and, and again with a player who not many people know a lot about. Exactly, exactly. Come on, Silver. Okay. Uh, Andy Powell kind of asked exactly that question: Is it time to see Fabio Silver? So kind of answered that. Uh, Margaret Brown. Uh, do you see? Sorry, Margaret Bowen. Sorry, do you see a change in the lineup on Friday? Like three-five-two, Saez in midfield and Marcel as left wing back, and Pedence, Neto, and Raúl up front. I tell you what, Margaret, we'll discuss that when we come onto the preview of the game because I'm going to discuss that. Uh, that is on the top of my list. So just wait, uh, wait a little bit longer. Uh, ben Stack, what's up with Traore? He seems devoid of confidence and isn't making stuff happen. Looks like he needed when he was with when he's with with our first season. Um, with Wolves, hard to look at Jota and not wonder if we sold the wrong forward. He just needs games. He needs games. That's the long and short of it. And he he played well for Spain because he had he had kind of three games in a row, didn't he? I mean, he came off the bench on now twice of them, but then he got the start at the end of it. Um, and yeah, I just think he needs games. He's one of those players. He's a very much a confidence player, like like Jota was as well. Um, I, I, he, for me, just got to get him in the team sooner rather than later somehow. Curious in Utox says the results are okay, but the cu- the current style is dull and will not propel us to the Champions League slots. How will Nuno make the games more fun to watch and results in more goals? Yeah, I mean, I think football across the board is probably not as fun to watch, is it? Mm-hmm. And and there's a, people be... are over it now, aren't they? They're over. Okay, lockdown. At least we get some football yeah. now. It's like now it's like okay, the... we're frustrated. We're even more frustrated because we're not there. But we're, we're gonna we're gonna unleash it. Unleash the wrath. And there's there's very interesting thoughts on that from Nuno coming up 
um, in the paper. That'll be online tonight and in oh, the paper plug, tomorrow. Plug. Um, just a bit of a teaser. But um, yeah, Nuno talking about the dangers of you know people kind of losing interest a little bit. You know, with, with everything that's going on. So uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. Matt Kirby is Pedro Goncalves. Goncalves, uh, the goal-scoring midfielder we need, had a decent scoring record for the under-23s and continued in Portugal, now scoring regularly for Sporting. He is, yeah. Almost a little bit surprising that he was let go so soon and without playing for for the first team really at all. Um, maybe one that, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, maybe slipped through the net slightly. Um, Bruno Jordeu's got off the mark in Portugal as well, actually. Ah, yeah, Bri- good strike, yeah. Brilliant goal, mm. brilliant goal. Um, you know, I'll have some of that when he comes back to Molyneux, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's, I didn't it's, mind down what I saw, to be honest. No. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it looked out of place. But anyway, it's, um, yeah. I'm not the one who gets paid all the money. Exactly. Um, see you, see you, Mattox says, will Samedo learn to, to do the far post poach like Doc used to do, or is that not in his game? Well, it's, it's again, we're talking about things not being in people's games. Why, why can't they be? Uh, maybe it's not been in his game in the past, but... You know, Nuno always talks about evolvement and getting better and using every day on the training pitch. Well, add it to his game, and uh, I don't think we've seen any evidence of it yet. But hopefully, moving forward, he can he can add that to his bow. James York, is there a possibility that England could have two Wolf centre backs next year? Stop it, James. Hold your horses. Stop it. <laughs> Willie Bolly's going for the Ivory Coast, man. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> Old your horses. No, I'll go back to it, Kilman, very, very quickly. Yeah. He's, he's done a very good job whenever he's been put in. He's, he, he defends first and he defends simple, does the basics. Again, I'm going to make the point. Let's not get too carried away. He's, he's, he's still got a lot of a lot of football to be played and still a lot of developing to do. Let's not uh, expect absolutely. too much from him too soon. And um, if he if he if he got, I mean, it took Cody until he was what 27 to get in the England setup. I mean, I don't think uh, Kilman's going to get in at 23 and. 15 senior games. I think Max Cummins more more interested in seeing if he gets the nod on Friday, let alone yes. getting England squad next season. Exactly. So, yeah, let's not go crazy. Uh, Football Scout says, uh, with lack of use of Molyneux, are we looking to take advantage and improve or just extend or build while we are away? Well, it's, it's an interesting point, but uh, I mean, they haven't started to work on that um, extra stand that they've got their planning permission for. I know it's not a huge stand, but it's that to fill in that corner, isn't it? Um, that cut that kind of in between the safe bank and the um, and the Steve Ball. They've they've got the planning permission. They've had it for a few months now, but work hasn't started. So and you know we go to Molyneux every week, don't we? And nothing's really changed, has it? Massively since we went there in June. I know. I mean, a hot drink would be nice. Yeah. Go on, just a little uh, bit of Bovril. I mean, it's getting cold now, isn't it? it is I mean, at least cold. at Walsall there's a microwave for me at half time. I can heat up my heat up my food. I had a bit of Cajun turkey last night. By the way, yeah. that was a brutal game. But um, yeah, what, wouldn't mind wouldn't mind a cup of coffee at half yeah. time, man. Yeah. Maybe I should just... bring my thermos flask. Maybe that that's the way forward. The thermos flask might have to return, mate. Yeah, we just got bottles of water at the minute, and Molly knew he's kind of just looking the same, all the same banners in it and stuff. So yeah, I don't think anything's going to happen just yet. It's not the same because we haven't got all the fans because we no, miss you so no, much. It, it, it's crap, isn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, terrible. I mean, I, we are obviously in a privileged position, but we're not going to pretend that these games are anything anywhere near the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are they are quite tough tough asks at times, and I think that does rub off, rub off on on the players as well. And, and it does I, I absolutely. You've, you've seen it across the board. 
And the fans speak truth and they know their football. And this is a really good question. Very well thought out. So I want to give it the time that it deserves, uh, Joe, from Poco Drum. If you were a biscuit, what biscuit would you be? <laughs> um, a chocolate malted milk, because I quite like them. A chocolate what? Malted milk. Is that a, is that a biscuit? You've never had a malted milk? A malted... And I've had a Malteser, as in, like, malted ball. You've never had a malted milk? I've never heard of it in my life. I don't know what malted milk is. Horlicks? Isn't that malted milk, is it? No? Should, should we just end the podcast What well, you're talking. Don't get, don't take my line away from me. I I, I finished you. I aired you after four minutes no, not liking Halloween. No, no I'm airing you. I'm no, airing I'm you. I'm airing now. you. I mean, we're down with the kids now. Yeah. I'm airing you. Get a malted milk and put it in your mouth. That's what I'll say. Is it is it circular? Um, no, it's um, it's rectangle. Do you know what I used to like back in the day? I don't know if they still have them now. There used to be biscuits. Used to have little sports things on them, like little stick men playing, uh, playing different sports like tennis or cricket. You remember them? Oh yeah, like little Quite. white, little, little, little yeah, like, just like, play. like an Italy like engraving. Why do you have yeah, an engraving yeah. on a on a malted milk of like it, a, a, of like a nice like cow and it says malted milk? Well, this was like more nice Krypton little... Factor style, like the, you know the stick men doing all different sports, but it's quite good. Chocolate bourbons up there, mate. Um, custard cream. I tell you what, I do. I tell you what, I used to like, and they do massive ones now. Back in the old Twenty One Stone days, um, a good pack, half a pack, I go through these. Piping hot cup of tea and a jammy dodger. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. You know when you just you get it stuck in your teeth, stuck in your top teeth, and you've still got that, still got that little bit of sugary goodness four hours later. I don't mind that. I, I, I like that, but I just can't believe the multi mill because you get them multi packs. Have you never had the like the sixty p multi packs from the from the cheap house? Are you sure this? Is- Multi milk. I'm, I'm googling it. So, so, so you have, you have your bo- you have your bourbons. Oh, you have right, your, no. Bloody! I've never I've never seen this before. You have your custard creams. You have your nice biscuits. They're called a nice biscuit, but they're a bit coconutty. They're a bit crap. And then you get your malted milk. That's that's what you want. See, malted milk. I'm going onto it now, and it's saying it's like carnation from Nestle, and it's a drink. But then there's also the biscuit packs no, there. But no, no, never had one. Never had one, mate. Not a drink. It, it it is very much a biscuit, and it's a it's a very nice biscuit as well. Okay. Well, well, if you've got um, if the malted milk owner is listening to this podcast, then uh, send some across, and we'll sample yeah. it, and uh, we'll get back to you and review it on the next podcast. <laughs> uh, any more questions? Let's have a look. Um, uh, okay, well, this is a good one to just to, to, to finish with. Mrs. Griffiths says, uh, "No of any online streams, I can watch the game while I donate my fourteen pound ninety five to a good bank." And there is a great bank, isn't there? The food bank. Uh, we'll we'll put the tweet out. We'll put the put it again. Um, look, I asked this question about people who are going to listen to it, of course, uh, or watch it. Sorry, fourteen pound ninety five. It's not on TV. Uh, well, it is on TV, but you've got to pay to watch it. Ridiculous fee. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, but it is what it is. Seven um, percent. Um, says that they said that they will pay ninety three percent. Joe, so we do the maths there. So, um, yeah. Say that they they won't. That's that's nearly two thousand votes. So it's obviously incredibly unpopular. Um, look, it's going to continue through November at least, and then they'll have to they'll look at it. There was a Premier League meeting yesterday, um, but nothing's going to change any time soon. It's a big shame, Joe. And we're going to be at the game. We're going to give you as much coverage, and I'll you know, do more than we normally do. And we do a lot, but we'll try and do. A, a, a hell of a lot more 
just to try and put you in the picture. I know a lot of you will be watching it on different streams. I think the pubs get to show it, for, for, not for free, but it's in, in inclusive of their package. You know, you've got Mikey Burrows on the radio, does a great job. There are lots of different places to, to, get, um, to get what's going on at the game. But it's such a huge shame. It, it's, it's a big shame, Joe, that it's come to this. And I, I completely and completely um, are behind the people who, who don't pay for it and, and, and donate it to incredible work like the, the Wolves Food Bank. Yeah, the Well Food Bank in Wolverhampton. I think is it Kim Smith who started up the the, the campaign. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry if I've got that name wrong, but it, it's been all over Twitter. I'm sure you'll find it if you kind of give it a bit of a look. If you want to, uh, if you want to donate, I know the the Wolves Fans Parliament have, have now kind of lent their support to, to, to that campaign as well, um, and to, to raise to raise money for a really kind of charitable cause. And if you know watching, you know paying fourteen pound ninety five isn't your bout, which See, seems seems the case for a lot of people. Then, if you want to put, the, put even if it's not fourteen ninety five, even if you haven't got that to spare, if it's a five, if, if it's a few quid, then then I think Kim started up that campaign, and it's uh, it's worth a look certainly. Yeah, and you, you can completely understand it, can't you? You can completely understand why people aren't going to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I had to I had to um, pay for one the other day for work work purposes. I had to kind of help out with some of the villa coverage the other the other day. They should pay um, you to watch that. But it's so like I watched it, and it's literally like the bare minimum. Yeah, there's, there's no analyst, there's no studio. No, it's just straight no onto the game. No analysts, no studio. You've got the commentator who just kind of does a little short roundup, two, three minutes. You've got nothing at halftime. It's just like a like a standard shot of the pitch, and then the adverts come on. It's literally you know low budget, scraping the barrel. You know, you're not really getting your book at all for 15 quid. You're getting like the the bare minimum service. So um, I can see why people aren't bothering. Talk about the bare minimum service, Joe. We're um, looking forward to the uh, the game on Friday. <laughs> um, no, uh, let, let's go on. Let's go on. It is the uh, it is Wolves. It is Crystal Palace who come to town um, on the back of a. A decent enough win, I think, uh, against Fulham away from home, um, and look, they're on a decent run. Actually, Palace have got uh, a really good, uh, you know, schedule after this game, and this will be this will be a difficult game for them. But I think uh, Palace are a lot better than than Newcastle. I think they're better than Fulham. I think they're better than quite a few sides that Wolves have faced this season. And if they give chances away, they will take them. Of course, Zaha's, um, you know, on top of his game, looks like the Zaha has been given the captaincy by Roy Hodgson. Um, and, and, and really reveling in that centre-forward role. But they've got, you've got a lot of people who can hurt you um, on, on Friday. They're going to have to be up for it. Where do you see it going, Joe? In terms of formation for Nuno, I really hope he, he, he at least puts Marcel back in there. If not, I don't think we'll see Nuri, but I think you know Marcel has come on in the last two games. I think he's going to go back to that, which begs the question, if you do agree that, agree with that, where does Sice come in? Do, is he on the bench? Does... Is Max Kilman very unlucky that he's played very, very well? Thought he had a good game again against Newcastle, but is he the one who has to make way? Or does he go into central midfield, which a few people are talking about? So let's talk about that side of that side of the defence before we go on to the, the you know the further upfield. Marcel will I think will probably be playing at left wing back. I've got a feeling Kilman might keep his place. So you think and, that um, so would you say Saiz is on the bench then? Yeah, I would, and I, I know I know a few are saying midfield, but you know I know he's he's very versatile and he's a utility man, and having him in the squad and able to fill those positions is is a blessing really for Nuno. But 
that'll be like three positions in four weeks. Uh, I don't know if that's that you know that's the best thing for him. I think you know while Kilman's do, done his done his bit and I, I think he, he he's worthy of the place. I, I'd, I'd perhaps be a bit loath to to then move Sace somewhere else. You know I, I think. Sace has played a lot of football actually, and you know perhaps one 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 or two games on the bench, maybe just to kind of um, refresh. I mean, he was another one of those that went away over the internationals with Morocco, in you know, and stuff like that. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing, you know what I mean? Just to just a just a couple of games and maybe come off the bench, you know, for okay. one or two. I think you're right. I think that's what might happen um, personally, and and. People be throwing stuff at me, but you know, like you said, just join the uh, join the abusive accounts, mate. And you know, that's fine. <laughs> what is a borough prick, Judah? If you want to, if you want to um, throw in your your two pennies worth, I would. Um, if I had to choose a team, I'd, I'd stick Marcelo Nuri at left wing back, and um, I'd say Max Kilby done a great job. You're going to get plenty of time this season, but I'm going to play my best team, and in my best team, if I'm picking an eleven, if this is an FA Cup final. Oh, this is a one-off game. Romain Sace is uh, is my centre-back, uh, along with Cody and Bolly. So I, I would I would go with that, and it's very harsh. But I'd rather take someone on the team who's playing well than someone on the team who's who's going to be um, you know who's just absolutely pants. You know, what I mean, at least the confidence is up, and you can understand it. Sometimes they've got to take it, and um, I would have I would have Sace as my as my centre-back. But you know, that's just me. That's just me. That's Are you going to say Nevers and uh, Nevers and Dendonka still? Go with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see. I haven't seen anything major from any of them really. I think there was some the other night that Dendonka made hundred percent pass success rates. Well, uh, and which may well have been right, but I think a lot of them were sidewards. And I, I just want to see the midfielders taking a bit more risks and kind of making real kind of efforts to drive the team forward. I, I think Nevers and and Dendonka and Matinho so far this season have been a, a much of a muchness really and, and they're so much more talented than that um, I just want to see one of them step up and really kind of you know come come back to the fore now which begs the question Mr Joe Edwards uh, which which trio will we see uh, against Crystal Palace of course uh, you know short rest I guess short turnaround uh, Sunday to Friday. I don't know whether that'll come into Nuno's thinking or the lack of goals. Or do you do you allow them to click? And the only way you allow them to click is is to is to see the results. Is this does Nuno give it one more chance before maybe he makes the change? Who we're going to see? We're going to see Raúl with. Oh, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> uh, I know you said you can't drop Neto, but can you? Can you do it? I'm just mm-hmm. thinking on the basis of who's played the most games. And mm-hmm. Pedence um, didn't play, did he? Because he was injured against West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, Neto has played pretty much every game. So, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to play Traore in this game, personally. Okay. Um, I think he's got a good... I mean, he played well against Palace towards the back in the last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Palace are a fast team. You know they've got a lot of pace in their team, and I think yeah. you've got to kind of fight fire with fire in a sense. And you know, I think you know Neto and Pedenza, you know, are, are quick, quick players as well. But I think Palace, they've got they've got a fair few athletes, haven't they? You'd say you've got you've got your schlups, uh, um, even Mitchell, the uh, the young the young left back. He looks he, decent, yeah. 
He yeah, looks, he, he looks decent. He weren't actually that bad against Traore, but Traore still had a, a fair amount of joy against him. So I think got Van Arnhol coming back as well. Uh, I think he came on for Klein, so he might be playing just ahead of Mitchell as well. So they've got options, haven't they? they? They've got and they've got a lot of pace and mm. a lot of strength, and I think fight fire with fire, and I don't think they get any quicker or any stronger than Traore. So personally, I'd like to see him in the side, and I think then it's a toss up between Neto and Pedence. So I'd probably. I'd maybe say Neto, but okay. yeah, it's a difficult one. Okay, um, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting shout. I mean, Pedence is probably the one who's been withdrawn um, on sixty sixty five for the last couple of games. So maybe you got to read into that. I, I don't know. Personally, I would I would give them one more chance. I'd go Neto and Pedence, and uh, hopefully they're ahead and and Raul and uh, Traoré can come on. But uh, we'll see. That's maybe because I've got them both in my draft size. So I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. Uh, <laughs> A little bit biased, but um, it's an important game this Wolves because they've got, I know they've got Leicester away and then Southampton at home, but they've got a really sticky time and we'll talk about this another time coming up and not playing great at the moment, they're going to need to start playing better definitely in games if they are going to um, be successful through December. Uh, so fingers crossed that happens, uh, which leaves me to uh, to finish off with as we approach one hour and 20 minutes of this podcast, we're in the 80th minute. Um so much to talk about though, Joe, so I don't regret it one bit. I'm not even going to apologise to anyone. Um, <laughs> it's Wolves. It is Crystal Palace. Can you give me a prediction, please? 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves. I'd like a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like almost more of an open game. Just, okay. Just, just something a bit more thrilling. You know, to set the pulse race in a bit more, you know I what'll happen. It'll be a, it'll be a fast, free flowing game full of creativity, and it's bloody on fifteen pound pay per view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but hopefully, we can bring the action to you in in some form. But yeah, it's um, yeah. I'd like to just see a bit more of a, a bit more adventurousness. Maybe it leads to a couple of openings for Palace. Um, but uh, yeah, two one. Um, I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to say Pedro Neto and Daniel Pedence are both on the score sheet with Raul assisting both goals. That's what I think. Um, John, looking forward to see you again, mate. Your, your beautiful face, your beautiful wolf-like face um, on uh, on Friday night. What time's kick-off? 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. I'm oh, it's a late one for us, mate. Your face full of makeup. Excellent news. Uh, Max Factor will be there along with Joe and myself. Um, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy it enjoy Halloween trick or treat hopefully you get plenty of delicious Oreo cookies from me from Joe take care bye bye